0: Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hey, hey, this is Chris Guillebeau here with you for something special today. This is not our normal daily episode, even though we have one of those as well. This is the monthly extended cut, the ninth one of those, in fact. This is a bit more in-depth episode about a specific topic, usually one that is requested by you, the listeners. Sometimes somebody specifically, sometimes just a bunch of questions I get. And today I'm excited because I want to talk about how to get a book deal and how to write a book, or at least how to begin that process. Now I know not everybody wants to write a book. I know not everyone cares about this topic, but I'm on the road for book tour right now. And I've noticed over the years, readers often have a lot of questions about this. So if you want to write a book, if you've ever thought about it, or if you're just curious about the process behind it, I get all these questions about how to get a book deal. What's that like? How do book proposals work? Do you have to write a proposal first? Do you need an agent? Can you represent yourself? How do you actually pitch your book to a publisher? And then what happens next? All that kind of stuff I'm going to get into today. I also ask for questions on Twitter, and I heard that people want to hear about book advances, royalties. How much do you get paid as an author? How does that work? And also, how much platform do you need to have before a publisher will care about you, before they'll want to publish your book? That last one is a bit of a trick question, but I will address each of these topics today. Now, if you're new, or also because it's been 30 episodes since our last one, as I said, each month we have one of these special episodes. We began with the power of observation, all about learning where ideas come from. The next month we had nine starter platforms, some websites or networks you can jump on right now and get started. Next month was how to build a website in 90 minutes followed by a simple marketing plan. How do you get the word out about your project? Then I heard that people had a lot of different ideas, but they had trouble choosing between ideas. Did a whole episode about that, how to choose between different ideas. Very creative title. Next up was behind the scenes of a million dollar Etsy shop, followed by pricing your product or service. I gave you a simple little tool you can use when you're trying to figure out how much something should cost. And very popular episode last month, how to recover from a side hustle disaster. Now, if you missed any of those, or if you're new to the show. The links to all those should be in the podcast feed. You can just scroll back and look for the ones that are preceded with extended cut. Or to make it even simpler, you can just come to sidehustleschool.com slash extended. Several of those episodes included special links or resources, and you can find those there as well, com slash extended. So quick sponsor message, then a story about how I wrote a book, and then everything you need to know about the process. And by the way, I do want to say thanks for supporting our sponsors. We try to only work with great companies, keep it light, unintrusive, but I really do appreciate them because they allow the show to be free to you. When your business gets to a certain size, the cracks start to emerge. I am very familiar with this. Whenever my business grows, you know, things are working pretty well at a very low level or at a mid-level. But then the things that I used to do in a day are taking a week. I've got way too many manual processes. And so if that's you, well, guess what? You should know these three numbers, 37,025 and 1. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs and one efficient system with that one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist, designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, at netsuite.com slash hustle. That's netsuite.com slash hustle to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash hustle. So about 10 years ago, I wanted to write a book. I was getting ready to start my blog, The Art of Nonconformity, and I didn't have a lot of business goals for that project, at least not then. And for me, writing a book wasn't a means to an end. Like I wasn't doing it as some kind of marketing tool or lead generation program. I've since heard some business authors say things like, oh, you know, my book is my business card. It's like my entry point into the real stuff that I do. And I don't necessarily think that's terrible. Like everybody's got to find their own way. But for me, that's definitely not my perspective. My perspective was I love books. And if I could do anything in the world, I want to be an author. Ever since I was a kid, I could think of books that kept me up at night and books that I reread over and over and the joy of discovering a new book or a new author in a new series. I also really liked video games, but that's another story. Anyway, the point is I could think of a lot of books that had changed my life, and I wanted to write a book for the sake of writing a book. And I also knew I wanted to write some kind of prescriptive memoir. Like I wanted to tell a bit of my story, my experiences. I lived in West Africa for several years at that point. I was beginning this journey to go to every country in the world. So I had some interesting experiences, but more than that, I wanted to present kind of a philosophy or a worldview. So that was my idea, which was admittedly general at that time. It wasn't very specific. And also 10 years ago, I had no online profile of any kind. Like I never had a Facebook account. I didn't have anything. So I thought, well, I've done all this stuff, some of which might be interesting to some people. But if you Google my name, there's like no search results, like four maybe. So I was really kind of starting from scratch. I didn't have friends who were authors, didn't know much about it. So I set out to kind of decode the process. I was like, how does one write a book? How does one connect with a publisher? How does that process work? And how can I get in this exclusive club? Like I would go to the bookstore and I would see like all the books on the shelves and would identify with certain ones or certain authors and I was like, "How can I be like them?" With my own message, of course. So like I said, that was 10 years ago. I've now published 5 books and I've spent nearly a decade asking all sorts of annoying questions of my publishers, my editors, my literary agent, my colleagues, lots of other people. So let's say that's you. What do you need to know? My hope in sharing this conversation with you is that it will remove some misconceptions, perhaps, it will save you some time, and it might steer you in the right direction. And let me make a couple of disclaimers or assumptions first. First assumption is that, for the most part, I'm talking about traditional publishing. Self-publishing could be a whole extended cut of its own. There's nothing wrong with self-publishing at all. A lot of people choose to go that direction. But from my experience, when I wanted to write a book, I always thought about working with a publisher, being able to have that book in lots of bookstores and libraries. Everything associated with that path. So, just so you know, that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And the second assumption or disclaimer is that really the most important thing you should do if you want to write a book has nothing to do with a technical process, has nothing to do with the book proposal, which I'll talk about in some detail. It has nothing to do with platform and building your social media followers. It really is all about having something to say. I really believe that having the right message, the right vision is critical. Or let's say if you're writing a novel, the right story, the right narrative, the right plot, the right conflict. Like that stuff matters far more than anything else. But since this episode is about how to get a book deal, I'm not going to talk about that too much. Just know that I'm making that assumption. Okay, so to get a book deal, you need a book proposal. Most of the time, you also need an agent. An editor is the person at the publisher you'll work with on the actual manuscript. The literary agent is the connector between you and the publisher. So we'll talk about four things here. A pitch, an agent, a proposal, and the publisher slash editor. And notice what's not on this list. I haven't said anything about marketing your book. That's a whole topic of its own. So maybe we'll focus on that for next month's extended cut. And notice as well that the first step is not to write the book. You first want to write a proposal, and before that you need a simple pitch, especially for nonfiction. So let's talk about the pitch, because this is super important. What is your book about and how will it change the world? The pitch is really short. It's just a few sentences, maybe a paragraph or two. It needs to be memorable and specific. You want it to be something that people get excited about when they hear. Or if nothing else, they know what it is as soon as they hear it. Like it brings something to mind immediately. So if you're not connected with a literary agent or an editor already, just like I wasn't when I started, you need the pitch to present yourself to agents or to anyone else who can help connect you further in this journey. A lot of the process in getting your first book deal often involves going from one person to another until you find the right fit or the right referral. So, just like you need a message, you need something to say before you go too far down this road, make sure your pitch is really strong. If at all possible, get feedback on it from people who know about these things. You want to make sure it clearly represents you and the book that you want to bring into the world. All right, so let's say you've got your pitch down. Let's talk about finding an agent. Do you need a literary agent? In most cases, or in many cases, let's say, I believe the answer is yes. If you are self-publishing, you don't need an agent. If you are working with a trade publisher or perhaps with a contemporary publisher who has more of an internet model but also publishes books, then perhaps not. But if your goal is traditional publishing, if you want to have that book on the bookshelves like I wanted years ago, you really do want an agent. A good agent is a translator and advocate. They are basically the go-between for you and the publisher. So their job is to sell your book, and they only get paid on commission, so it's in their best interest to get you the best possible deal. But a good agent will do much more than just sell your book. A good agent will kind of guide you throughout the whole process, from proposal writing, which I'll talk about next, to finding the right publisher, and then even working with that publisher throughout the writing process, and then the publication process. Most traditional publishers still take on most of their manuscripts from the agent model, so it may be technically possible to do it alone, but it's really not desirable. Now, here's the bad news. Connecting with a good literary agent can be as challenging as finding a good contact with a publisher because the best ones are inundated with dozens of pitches every day. The good news is, fortunately, most of those pitches are not very good. So, since you're going to have a strong one, you're going to stand out. And also, I think that connecting with the right agent is almost 50% of the challenge of this whole process of developing your idea, finding the right publisher, getting them to make an offer. I really think 50% of the challenge is finding the right agent who believes in you and believes in your message. And has some ideas about how to make you more attractive to publishers, as well as some ideas about which publisher or which editor might be best for you. So, how do you get an agent? A couple things you can do. There is a resource called Publishers Marketplace, which contains a directory of just about every literary agent that works with the major publishers. Publishers Marketplace is a subscription business, so they have some information for free. But to do some extensive searching, you'll have to pay a monthly membership. I'm pretty sure you can cancel any time, or maybe you pay for a few months and then cancel. You could also use LinkedIn to see if there are literary agents connected to people you already know. You can ask on social media. I did that when I was starting. I basically went on Twitter and Facebook and said, hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to go through the process of writing a book. Can anyone help me make connections? And you can also go to events where literary agents and editors tend to gather. Now, quick note about this. When I say events, I'm not necessarily talking about writers' conferences where aspiring authors go to connect with editors and agents. I don't know a lot about that world, but from what I've heard, that's not usually the best experience. So when I say events, I mean things like WDS, the World Domination Summit that I produce every year. This isn't a conference about writing books, but every year we have a number of literary agents who are there. We have a number of editors from major publishers who are there. And it's not just my thing. It could be South by Southwest or Burning Man or probably any other number of cultural events, especially those that have different workshops. So for example, every year for seven years at WDS, we've had a meetup called Ask the Literary Agent, where David Fugate, my agent, has been there to talk with people and hear their ideas, offer feedback. And over the years, a number of people have ended up being represented by him and going on to publish books from major publishers. So if I were starting over now and I didn't have connections, I would try to figure out who do I want to work with. I would do that by asking around, by looking on LinkedIn, by looking at publishers marketplace. I might try reaching out. I might send them a quick email myself or I might see if there's somebody we had in common who could introduce me, or if I saw they were going to be at an event, I would travel and go to that event and try to connect with them in person. I know not everybody can do that, but I think when you're trying to compete, when you're trying to stand out in this world, something like that would be good. All right, so another thing a good agent will do is help with writing the proposal. So let's talk about that. Okay, so I want you to know about this next section, writing the proposal. Just going to be really honest with you, this can be hard. Don't want to sugarcoat it at all. My first proposal sucked. And I'm not just being modest, it really sucked. It was one of the hardest things I ever wrote. I worked on it around the same time I was writing my master's thesis. And I think I did something like three drafts of my master's thesis. Then I was like, okay, I'm done. Like three drafts, it's good. The book proposal, at least for me for the first time, something like eight drafts. And I mean like eight complete drafts. So not trying to scare you off, not trying to talk you out of it. And you can probably avoid some of the pain and anguish that I went through. Just by having a clear message and knowing what you want to say and having it just be a matter of like, what are the mechanics? Like, how do I do this? For me, I didn't really have a clear pitch and that was part of the problem. Anyway, that's just my story. A book proposal is its own form of writing. So even assuming you're smarter than me, plan for more time than you think you need and more drafts than you expect. It will likely be at least 20 pages long. It's not unusual for them to be 50 pages or more, especially with sample chapters. And the book proposal is a huge part. It is the key component of how decisions are made at publishers in terms of making an offer, in terms of how much should that offer be? How much do we want this book? A lot of it really comes down to like, how clear is this idea and how well is it expressed in the proposal? So there's a couple different ways to write a book proposal, but um, most of them have a few elements in common. Most important by far is a strong introduction overview. Like here's what I'm trying to do. If you can do that in a storytelling fashion, that's great you want to show why this book matters, why it's important, why it's urgent. And so that first section, let's say one to four pages, very important. You really want to make sure you're absolutely happy with that before it goes out. Then there's usually a section for approach and methodology, which is essentially how you're going to write the book, or at least how you're going to lay out your argument of the book. How many sections are you going to have? How many chapters are you going to have? In terms of methodology, is your book research-based? If so, what kind of research are you going to do? Then either as part of the approach or in a separate section, Proposed table of contents. And with a table of contents, it's usually not just the chapter titles, it's usually a chapter title and a description of that chapter. So that someone can look and say, oh, here's chapter seven, here's chapter seven title, and here's two or three sentences that tell me exactly what I'm going to learn in this chapter. Now, as I said, it's usually not good to write your whole book before you go to this stage, but especially if it's your first proposal, editors are really going to want to get a sense of your writing. So if you can have one or two sample chapters, that's great. They don't have to be chapter one or chapter two. It's just to get a sense of your writing, your approach, and what the book will ultimately be like for a reader. So, all of that is editorial. Then, there's usually a few sections or a few elements about marketing. One of those elements is comparable books or comps. In the publishing industry, it's really important for your book to fit into a category. And you may be a nonconformist or a rebel like me, you don't like being categorized. Well, in publishing, it's actually really important to understand your book is like these other books, whatever those books are. And of course, you're going to show why it's different from those other books why your argument is newer or different or better or just somehow distinct. But you'll want to list at least a few books that are in the same category, genre, books that you would like to see your bookshelf next to. And this is definitely something that your agent can help you with if you're not sure. Next, you do want to demonstrate your platform and authority. Why are you qualified to write this book? And here's the point where if you do have a good social media following, you want to highlight that. And if you don't, well, maybe you can highlight some people you're close to. Do you have friends or close connections who do have a social media following? Anything about that goes in this section. And then last, your actual marketing plan or some notes on marketing. Basically, imagine that the publisher is not going to do anything to promote your book. It's all writing on you. What do you do? Like, how are you going to make sure this book is a success? If you want your book to sell 100,000 copies, how are you going to make that happen? Or how are you at least going to give it your best shot? That's what you write about in this section. It's usually at least a few paragraphs, it can be a couple of pages, depending on what you have to communicate. So, listen, I know that was a lot. That is the hardest part of the process for a lot of people, including me, that proposal. And believe it or not, the rest of it can actually be easier and it also goes faster. It's not unusual at all to spend several weeks or even several months writing a proposal. But once you're connected with an agent, once you have a proposal you're proud of, your agent will then go and chop the proposal around. And good news, this part is usually pretty quick. Within about 14 days, you should have feedback of one kind or another. You'll probably have some rejections. I had something like 13 rejections for my first book. 14th publisher said yes, that's why I went with them. And often in the rejections, you'll get feedback. And that's really helpful because the editor will say why this book wasn't for them. And it may just be something like, oh, I really like this, but it's not for me, or I have a competing project, or I'm looking for something different. But often they might have some more critical feedback as well. I don't think the message is clear enough. I'm not sure why this is different from other books. The sample material doesn't seem that strong to me. I'm not sure there's really a cohesive vision for the book, either editorially or marketing-wise or both, but there could be some other objection. In some cases, you may get a lot of rejections, just like I did. So if that happens, you may want to actually go back to the proposal, kind of rework it a little bit, have some conversations with your agent, anybody else you're connected to. But if a publisher likes your idea, if they like the proposal, they'll probably have a call with you. And if that call goes well, the editor will go away and talk to other people at the publisher. They have a review board that meets every week to talk about which offers to make and hopefully they'll come back to you and make an offer. With that offer, you'll usually have some time to consider it. It's not open-ended. It's definitely not more than 30 days. It can often be three to five days, like really quick. But if there were other publishers who were interested and just didn't make an offer, your agent will use that offer to go back to those other publishers and say, hey, we're getting close to selling the book. Do you want to be part of this or not? And then if you come to a situation where more than one publisher is interested, that's great. That's a great place to be because that means it's essentially a competition. And there's a couple of different ways to handle that. The most common is to have an auction. And in an auction, your literary agent basically takes a day and says, okay, next Thursday, we're going to have an auction. Any publisher who's interested in bidding, be prepared to bid on Thursday. Anyway, at this point, you should be feeling great whether you have an auction or not. For me, I remember when my agent called me about that first book offer, I was thrilled. It was funny because I didn't even ask what the amount was. I was just like, oh my God, they want the book. That's fantastic. Let's do it. Like this for me was a dream come true. So for other authors who are listening to this, you probably remember something like that yourself. And for anyone else who has that aspiration, you're going to have that moment too, and it's going to feel pretty good. Okay, so this has gone on a bit, but I want to make sure I answer some questions I got before I wrap up. I could actually say so much more about this process. Like I said, I kind of immersed myself in it over the past decade. I really sought out to decode the whole thing. So be sure to let me know what follow-up questions you have, and I can try to address them in the next extended cut about marketing your book. But just in brief, one question was, how much do you get paid? there are two things to know. There is a book advance, and then there are royalties. The book advance is variable. It's a set amount that the publisher is offering for your book. They will usually pay it out in three or four installments. So my contracts are four installments. I get one fourth of the advance at signing. I get the second fourth when I turn in the manuscript and it's accepted. I get the third fourth uh, at publication, and I get the last portion six months after publication. There's some other schedules, but that's the general idea. The word advance comes from advance on royalties. It is essentially a loan from the publisher. Now, it's not a loan you have to repay. So, if your book completely fails, which is not going to happen, you wouldn't have to repay the loan. But the advance just means you're not going to earn any additional money until you earn out the advance, until you earn an amount of royalties that equals the advance. That is totally variable based on author, based on the strength of the proposal, based on the concept itself, and if there's multiple interest in the idea. Like I said, if there's competition, that's always good. Royalties, however, are usually not variable. It's pretty standard across the whole industry. For a paperback, you're going to earn about 7% royalty. For a hardcover, about 14 or 15% royalty. Those royalties are based on the list price of the book, not what the book is actually sold for. So if you pick up a book and look at the back cover, that's the list price. It might say $25 and Amazon or another website sells it for $15. But the author's royalty will be based on the list price. Ebook royalties can be up to 25%, sometimes a bit higher. But those are also pretty standardized these days. Another question was, how important is platform? Well, obviously, the more platform you have, the better. Like it's better to have 10,000 social media followers than it is to have 1,000. But I actually think that quality matters much more and engagement matters much more than just whatever number you have. And publishers are getting a lot smarter about this. There was a time where if somebody had a really large social media following, that of itself might qualify them for a book deal, at least with some publishers in some cases. These days, I think a lot more people realize that you can have a relatively small number of people following you, but those people are really active and those people are engaged and they're going to buy your book. So in my opinion, your message matters far more than your platform. Platform is good too. Don't get me wrong, but I would just say your book can find a home even if you're not internet famous. It just has to be a really good book. The pitch has to be strong. Your proposal has to be great, but you can do that, right? Focus this conversation on the aspects of getting a book deal. Not so much on whether self-publishing is the best option for you. Not so much on writing the book itself. I could talk about that for people who care. And also not so much about marketing the book, because I'll save that for later. I know this doesn't relate to everybody, but I also know there's a bunch of people out there who want to write a book. And so if you do, I would just say, I love writing books. Let's go back to where I started. A book is not a means to an end for me. I consider myself first and foremost an author, a writer, So if you too want to write one, don't let anyone steer you away. Publishers are still signing books. They're still signing new authors every day. Make sure you have a strong message. Make sure you know how your book is going to change the world and then get to work. I'll be cheering you on. As always, inspiration is good, but inspiration with action is better. I can't wait to see your book in the store. I'm Chris Gillibo for Side Hustle School.